The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Thursday, September 1st, 2022, season 18, episode number 23, And welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We are presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. And the team has now been officially uh, rostered. They have uh, 53 players on the roster. And we're going to talk about all the things that have happened over the last couple days. uh, And some things that seem to maybe maybe could transpire today or tomorrow. Or at least there's movement uh, with regard to the roster. We'll talk about that as well. And in uh, in the second segment of the show, Brian has a game for us. We're going to have some fun today. He's got some questions that we'll run through and uh, and have some fun uh, this uh, this morning. So thank you guys for joining us. Start first uh, with the news. The news of the day: uh, Cowboys maybe are looking at outside help at the uh, tackle position. Uh, the news is that he, uh, Jason Peters. Uh, we'll be visiting the Cowboys today, maybe take a physical or, you know, at least let them take a look. Uh, what are you guys hearing as far as, as what's going on with that and, and the likelihood that he'll sign here? I mean, it's a, what I was told was a look-see. They want to see what, what kind of shape he's in and what, you know, how much he uh, wants to play, wants to be here, just what his mindset is. I mean, I think the fact that he – and this is what he did last year, I believe, this time of year where, you know, he doesn't want to go to training camp. Well, he did go to training camp. I thought last year, did he? Not? Did he? I thought I saw like an interview three weeks in. where he said, "Yeah, yeah it was a yeah. couple weeks into training Maybe camp." Maybe it's off season. Went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's played eighteen years or so. He's he knows what he's doing, and and I, and I think that yeah. they're just trying to, to, to you know figure out and see if this is going to fit. They're obviously looking. That they 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 said that they were looking, and you know, here we go. I mean, I think if, if all goes well, I mean, they'll probably sign him if the money works out. Yeah, this is a. He played on the veteran minimum, one point seven five million last year. I watched him last night on tape, uh, San Francisco Green Bay Giants, and I watched the Giants game because of I wanted to see him against a division opponent, and so able to kind of get a little bit of an idea about that. This guy's still got something left in his game, and I know my gang of seven around the league, the general managers, the player personnel guys that watch tape full time, are saying, "Listen." Take a look at this guy, Brian. You know, and he was the one guy that people were mentioning the most, as opposed to the Eric Fishers and guys like that, the other ones. So, uh, I did take a peek. Um, this guy can help you as far as the pass blocking stuff goes. Felt like he was much better pass blocking than he was run blocking. And when I mean run blocking is when the play goes away from him, when he's the left tackle and the ball goes uh, to the outside there. Then that's where you get. It's a little bit of, of a struggle for him to have to get that cut off, to get that mm. block where he has to get his head across. Now, he's really good when you when the ball comes behind him where he can just push, shove, use his mass, use his strength to just bully people that way. Pass protection stuff and all that was just fine. I felt like there was, you know, he had a rookie quarterback. He wasn't always sure what was going on with fields. You know, moving around and stuff like that, but he he held up well. I was I didn't know what to expect when I sat down and watched that. I'm thinking, ah, you know, this guy is going to be it's going to be sloppy technique. It's going to be bad. 
the run stuff is not a liability, and the pass protection stuff can give you enough to you'll feel comfortable using him that way. So yeah. I was, I was, I was. I have to admit, I was really pleasantly su- surprised watching him play. So let's assume for a second that the Cowboys were to make this move and they were to bring in Jason Peters. It, based on your your scouting yeah. report, he may come in the door as the best option at left tackle right now. Would you guys say, hey, slide him right in? No. It allows you to it allows you to take your 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 rookie back to guard where he's been playing all summer yeah. and and do it that way. Or do you say, just, hey, this is an opportunity. Let's let's get Tyler out there. This covers you on a lot of things. I mean, like, this isn't about Tyler Smith so much. I mean, you have one guy that you trust. One guy yeah. that you should trust. Now they they can say they trust Biotis at center or Terrence Steele and all that because that's the bed that they've made. But the guys that are that you know are going to be there is Zach Martin. So okay, maybe Tyler Smith is a good left tackle. Maybe maybe Peters is better than than Terrence Steele. Maybe McGovern doesn't work out at guard and maybe Steele. I mean uh, Tyler, Tyler Smith plays there. Maybe Biotis struggles there and McGovern has to play there. I mean, there's a lot of issues going on. Get a good player like Brian said that that can play. I know this. Every year we would go to Philadelphia and be like, well, Peter's didn't practice all week. Peter's got this yeah. and that. He's, he's not going to be much of anything. And then you don't hear anything from that side. It's just solid play like he's been for two decades. Yeah. You know what scares me is that maybe they have a certain vision of what they're looking for, what they could possibly be with, depending on the combination that they decide to go with. Mm-hmm. But going back to even... Was it last year that we first saw Terrence Still, or was it mm-hmm. the yeah. year before? Week two. Week two. Well, no, we saw him two years ago. Two years yeah. ago. Yeah. Okay, so two years ago, when we first started seeing Terrence Steele, that we were just bashing them and saying, he needs to get out of there. Like, they need to move him. So what scares me is that maybe they have a certain, a certain idea of what they're going to do, but then they got to get through these games and keep pushing. But then every week we're seeing the struggles, and maybe they end up – in a loss, you don't know, but that they just want to stick with something. But be, but then, what does that process look like by the time it finally starts kind of paying off? So just going back to Terrence Steele's situation a few years ago, that thought just going through that again, that kind of thing of like, oh, let's just just trust us, trust us, you know, let's keep watching, and then. But then, what happens in yeah. that time? I guess you would you would probably expect that Tyler Smith's floor is probably a little higher than Terrence Steele. So the struggles you saw from Terrence Steele, hopefully, you wouldn't yeah. see that level of struggle. Now, don't get me wrong; Tyler Smith's playing all season this year at left tackle. You're going to have some moments where you're like, "Sure, man," because because he's a rookie. Like that's what happens. We saw it with Tyron Smith his rookie year; he wasn't great. No. I mean, he, he had to kind of learn and develop as well. I think all players, most players, not all players, but most players have to learn and develop. That would be the expectation. But I think it's a good point that they have developed guys, and and so you kind of have to wait and see how that how that plays out. The hope is that you're not just always developing guys, and at some point, I, I think this is what yeah. you're saying. At some point, you kind of get to a level where you like you've developed them, and now you have a good offensive line. Because if you're always just developing, <laughs> you never quite get there to be able to and actually even reap the benefits of it. Plug this guy in right away. I mean, are we even certain that Tyler Smith would even play guard? Because they've been with yeah. Connor McGovern. Yeah, they went with Connor game. McGovern. Really, yeah. that's the you know the the question that you have to ask is you know, and I, I know Sean Sharif on 105.3 asked of Jerry Jones, and you know he he said only the man up 
up above knows, I'm like thinking, well, you're the man up above on this team. You know, you can tell me that he can play left. <laughs> you're the man below the man. Yeah, up above. exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, we're asking, we're asking you this, not the man up above. You are the man up above for this team. But I, to me personally, what? to answer your questions, I, I feel like that play Tyler Smith at tackle. See what you got there, yeah. and, and and maybe maybe like what we've seen, where at times we've been pleasantly surprised about Steele. They won games with Steele there, and so maybe you find a way that hey, looks comfortable, he could play there, it's not a problem, and it buys you a little bit more time with Peters that you just don't have to immediately plug Peters in there. You can if you sign him, that is, you can you can work with him for a couple of weeks, and if things are working out fine, you know, just keep riding with it. You know that your determination is you drafted this guy to play left tackle. They they told you that. They told you. I mean, nobody else has ever come out and said we drafted this kid to replace somebody. You know, you didn't. Dak Prescott wasn't drafted to replace Tony Romo. You know, it was. They've come out and told you who their left tackle of the future is, and you know, this is an opportunity to see that. You know, if you feel that way about him, that enough to draft him, play him. You're just playing him in week one instead of week eight. That's that's all it is right now. I mean, I agree with that. The only my only. Th- Concern and their concern is is your forty million dollar quarterback that that in his in his blind side if if he's ready to do it you know because we've seen we've seen the guys that aren't ready to to block and 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 you know handle everything that comes with it mm-hmm. then then your quarterback could be you know looking out his ear hole and then then what's the problem there so I, I get it I just feel like Peters can come in and play if he's if he's signs he come in and play relatively soon. But I don't think Tyler Smith will will be a backup. I think there's a there's definitely going to roll for him. And like I said before, you got guys across the line. It's going to shake out. Do you feel like he would have been if if they play Peters say against Tampa? Uh-huh. If they sign him, yeah. if they play, do you feel like they play Peters first Tampa and then go ahead and put Smith at guard? No, or leave him at guard. No, I, I don't. I, no, I, I don't think so this week. But I think that within because because of. Tyler Smith being injured, not not practicing, not being better than McGovern at guard. I don't believe. Sure. I don't believe that that they they, they think, never made that no. move to make you think that no, that was the they case. Don't, they don't think that way. So yeah. I, I wouldn't do that. I would probably if if Peters is signed, I would I would let him work into it. But right. you know he's going to be. I'm interested. He's not signing here to be a backup. No, I'm interested to see what Tyler Smith can do. I really am. Yeah. And uh, you know it's it's one of those things where people talk about technique and things. And I tweeted about this yesterday. You ask any guard that plays. Ask Nate Newton. We have a, a, you know, a, a great resource in this he building. standing right yeah, there like five, uh, exactly. seconds I, he saw, I saw him out of the corner of my eye. Nate will tell you that things happen really quick for guards, mm-hmm. inside players. You have to be good with your hands because it, it's on you that quick. And so, you know, the, the fact he had the one holding call, the next week he doesn't get a holding call, I, I think we've seen improvement in technique with him. And to the point where I'm like, yeah, let's go. But you're right about the $40 million quarterback because we saw what happened to him in Atlanta when mm-hmm. Green was out there at left tackle, and Dak really wasn't the same after that when mm-hmm. you're taking that uh, type of a pounding. I will say this, and I'd love to get you guys' feedback on this. Um, I, the one thing I would be a little bit concerned about is if they came in and they decided, hey, we're going to go with Tyler, we're going to sign Jason Peters, but we're still going to go with Tyler, we want to go with our young guy. I would be really worried that get to week four, Tyler's having some struggles. You pull him now uh, because I wonder how much that affects his long-term progress and in his mental state. 
Do you guys worry about that at all? Well, I it, it's it's a concern to a point, but you know, you just got to you got to hope that you know, we you think the mental makeup of the kid, you don't think he would be weak mentally. Most offensive linemen they might struggle a little bit with their confidence, but not like some other positions. Mm-hmm. You know, Lyman, it's you get you play seventy plays, and you might have three of them that are really, really bad, but you got to bounce back that way. And I just kind of feel like that the mental makeup of Tyler Smith is better. That if something were not to be perfect with him, you know, he's what he tried to do. He led the country in holding calls at Tulsa. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't see this year where he was leading the preseason in holding calls. We saw, you know, a holding call, two holding calls. One of them I didn't think was a real holding call, but he finally th- felt like he got better. Yeah. So to me, I, I don't see him. In, I see him working on whatever deficiencies he might have at the at his uh, with his craft. Again, not to be insensitive but you can't baby these guys yeah. i mean it's yeah. just part of the game that's the game that's the business and there's a certain type of thing that happens within you when you get benched or pulled back and you get to watch from the sideline and i've heard it from players themselves i heard it from connor williams when he was out hurt and he got to watch the game there is a different learning that happens within that period so i don't think and and Listening to Tyler Smith and watching him and things like great guy, by the way. He seems like the type of player you want. And and with that the attitude, he's a very competitive guy. So I don't think that would break him. If anything, if if it does happen that way, I think he would be able to just improve from that and learn from it. Well, your example is they pulled McGovern last year. You know, McGovern made starts, and they mm. pulled him, and look where he's at right now, where yeah. we're all kind of talking, well, is he the starter? Yeah. Is he not the starter? That kind of thing. So I'm looking at Larry Allen's stats like that, too. Larry Allen started a couple of games, and then they, and he didn't start, and then mm-hmm. he came back. And and he turned it to Larry Allen. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I, you know, I, I, but I, I agree I, uh, with, with Brian's mental makeup there, I think, is, is strong. And, yeah. you know, he'd be the first to take to, to realize why he's not he's not the guy, especially if it's a guy for Jason Peters. Yeah, you know if you're not if you're not the guy, you know if you're the first round pick and they bench you for well, let's go. Who's the fifth round pick? Yeah, now you got now you're like wait a second here. See if you're Alex Leatherwood who was drafted by the Raiders and you yeah. get cut really after your first year. You know, basically, probably then, some mental stuff. He's you, should go some, through. you should have he some problems. Yeah. You should have some confidence issues yeah. right there for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. We're going to take our first break. We come back. Brian's got a game for us. We're going to have some fun here. It is a Thursday. It's our final show oh, of the nice. week. So we'll have some fun. <laughs> have some fun here. And we'll do it when we come right back. DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. The Cowboys way. 
where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Little sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper is on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to the break. Make sure and get your Essler lenses if you want to see every exciting play this season. Book an appointment at your local Essler experts. Find the perfect lens for you. See more, do more, Essler. Welcome back. Second segment of The Break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, presented by Miller Lite. This segment, though, presented by Blockchain.com. Brian, it's your turn. You get to I knew there was a reason you brought me back That's to do exactly this, right? Why. And it, so next li- week I have to have Tampa film done, yeah. and then <laughs> yeah, and, and literally, <laughs> and literally, what else literally you need from me? with the game, like just so everybody knows, it was like what I don't know, Brian, maybe eight thirty last night, yeah. And I'm trying to do the 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 show rundown. I'm like, man, I don't know if we got enough, and I was like. Brian, got a game for us? Did you go to the bullpen? Like I did. Early? I absolutely did. And Brian, that horn, and, and in, typical, <laughs> in, in typical <laughs> Brian fashion, he was like, sure, got you. So gotcha. I was like, all right, great. We, we're good. Here and we Amber, go. next week, there's probably going to be a text coming from me to you like one day. Hey, can we, get a, can we Wednesday get a game? Night? Huh? Wednesday night? For it's you Wednesday. Guys. So yeah, maybe Thursday. <laughs> maybe Thursday. <laughs> exactly. Last night was date night. So here we go. Yeah, that's probably going to happen again. I enjoy doing this. I really, really do. So here we go. I usually call this who needs to be better, but I'm going to call this who needs to be best. And what I've got is uh, a couple of players. And I want you guys to tell me, with your knowledge and your best ability, who needs to be the best between these two guys for the Cowboys this year. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, Ambar, I'll start with you on this one. How about this? And we'll, we'll all answer. You can answer. Everybody can answer. But I'll start with you on this one. Who needs to be best, Ezekiel Elliott or Demarcus Lawrence? Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to go with Zeke on that one. Mainly because, again, I have many doubts still on what's going to happen with the offense uh, passing game in general. So I think that the Cowboys are going to need to try to rely a lot more and find that balance on the running game. I think Zeke... Despite of what some other people may say, like fans and things like that, I think he's still very – he's a key player for this offense. And I don't think the Cowboys are really too f- ready to fully rely on a guy like Tony Pollard. So 
I'm going to go with Zeke. Him, his blocking game on games that he's not necessarily the one making the highlight, I think he's going to be a very important guy for this offense. Because on defense, you got many other guys yeah, other than Marcus. 100% Zeke. Because when Zeke was healthy last year, the offense was rolling. When he mm-hmm. got hurt, they struggled. When uh, D-Law got hurt, they won 9 out of 10. So, I mean, I'm not saying he's that insignificant, but I do know that he won't be the guy that will be rushing. The, he's not going to lead the team in sacks. Uh, I think Parsons will do that. And so I just think, you know, he. But they need Zeke to be the guy. Yeah, I think when you look at opposing teams, I think opposing defenses will be king on Zeke Elliott. They'll want to know where he is and what he's doing. I think on the flip side of that, I think on the offensive side, they're probably going to be looking for Michael Parsons more than they'll be looking for Demarcus Lawrence. So for me, I look at it and say Zeke is important because Zeke still is, as Jerry says, he's still kind of what they do. That He is the vein through which they, they will go. If I put Parsons instead of Lawrence, oh. would you think about it? <laughs> no, not Micah. Now it's Micah easy. Like By, by the way, Micah on the Dak. entire team. I don't know if that's on your list, Micah or Dak. No, I did not do that because because I said that the other quarterback, day. Quarterback, yeah. I always feel like the quarterback will be the most important one. Don't well, you feel like that? Can I say this? Let, let's My. think about it like this. This team, I think, is a defensive team. If they're going to do well this year, it's going to be because their defense does really well. I think the offense is compromised a bit. You talk about the offensive line, talk about the receivers. I think really their strength is the defense. So you tell me the best player on the defense is going to be gone. I think that to me is worse than the best player on the offense on a defensive team. I'm just thinking Cooper Rush behind the off. I mean, okay, that's uh, that's <laughs> really pushing it there. I think that you you need Dak. We've seen what this can Absolutely like. you do, but I'm saying you you got to you got to basically you got two answers that neither one of them is good, right? But you got to choose which one right. is worse. Just just think about like the third quarter of a, the Bengals game week 2 and we're sitting there in the press box and you're like blank just took over the game. Could could Dak just take over the game? We've seen it a little yeah. bit, but I could see Micah Parsons just taking over the game. Like he he's got two sacks and 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 and, and this drive and all that. I, I just think is he like, your best player? In my, in my opinion, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And not only that, but let's also think about it like this: like Better than there me. are other people that have to do their jobs well for Dak to be able to be at his best. Mm-hmm. For Micah, Micah can just literally take over a game just because he's bad. Like he just because he's out there and you just can't stop him. Think about Patrick Mahomes in the yeah. Super Bowl. He had a compromised offensive line. Yeah. He is considered one of the best, if not the best, quarterback in the league. Couldn't do anything. So I, I think it's it's the quarterback still needs other people in order for him to be yeah. at his best. Micah can just be I the think, best. Do you think this is a year that though Dak needs to take over that and not be the guy that relies on people? It, there's no way. If you're a quarterback, you need the offensive line to be at their best, right? Sure. No, but I'm saying, though, we, we, we always say that Dak can only function if he has others around him that are good. Like He needs that Aaron Rodgers step, not to be at that level, but to be at that step of, like, doesn't matter who it is. You know, you know, you kind of saw that the right before he got hurt. Now, they weren't winning yeah. games, but that offensive line was a, was a train wreck. I mean, yeah. he had Tyler's. I mean, Tyron Smith missing games, Zach moving out the tackle. He was still putting up a lot of yards. They just weren't winning. Depending on what teams you're playing, too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. right. I'm good job of that. But hold on, because even (laughs) she's annoyed. Everything goes back to Dak. You know that? She's annoyed. Isn't even about Dak. Well, going back, I mean, and again, she wasn't with us in the early 2000s. We had no quarterback, (laughs) right, Nick? She would have lost her mind. Wow, and I've lost it quite a few times already (laughs) (laughs) during the time I've been here. But I'm just thinking, and I agree with you guys on Micah Parsons and all that, but 
and I'm speaking just like one game type of thing, not the whole season. I still feel that the defense has enough talent and then Quinn to figure it out and just make it work. They could survive not having... They can survive as opposed to the offense. I don't think they can easily survive. Folks on the radio agree with you about that. They think they could survive losing Parsons. As bad as it sounds... Where's the tree? Yeah. wood or anything. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Oh, hey, right. right there. there, you go. there you go. No, thank you. I'm not on that team. All right, here I'm we not, go. No. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Who needs to be better or who needs to be the best? Noah Brown or Jordan Lewis? I would uh, – if it starts with me, I go would ahead. say yeah. Jordan Lewis. Jordan Lewis as a slot guy. Um, you know, you can get you can get beat and have a guy really work you in the middle of the field if you don't if you can't get off the field on third down. Um, I do I do think it's important for Noah Brown to be the guy here early on in the season. But Jordan Lewis, you if if he's a weak at the slot corner, and they can teams will stay on the field on second third down and move the chains. I think I, for me, it would be Jordan Lewis. For me, I would I would say Noah Brown, and I, I think about this question from the standpoint of uh, options. I I feel like if if I'm not getting the best from Jordan Lewis, I think at Jordan Lewis' best, he is the the third best cornerback on the team. If he's not at his best, I think Deron Bland could maybe step in and maybe provide you really good comparable play. Um, so I, then you look at the wide receiver position. I don't know if they got a lot of options right now. You know, until they get Gallup back, Noah has to be at his best. And if not, what else are you going to do? I don't know that you got other options that you can just throw out there. So for me, I look at it and say Noah's the guy that has to be at his best because you just don't have other options right now. Yeah, I totally agree. And Jordan is my guy, but Noah, he's at the time like this is I mean, you've been here long enough and this is Six a time years, where right? the team yeah. needs you to kind of step up. And I think this is a time that we need to kind of see that translating and help have the offense kind of be able to lean on a little I mean not fully lean on him but have someone that can make some plays on there now if he if he doesn't make any kind of plays and then all the double teams go to CD then basically you're taking out two receivers so I, I see your point there but I also see that yeah. that if Jordan Lewis isn't you know if you you won't be like you're saying if he's the weak link they'll just replace him because they have a deep roster you know of, of cornerbacks yeah. so I can see both. Derek, I hope this throws you off a little bit here. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Kevontae Turpin or Brett Maher? As much as I like Turpin, Maher has to be at his best because, again, there's no other option. Uh, that's how you have to – I mean, you're going to need him to kick field goals. You're going to need him to kick extra points. And uh, and unless you want to have to go back to the well and try to find somebody that's sitting out there on the street that probably isn't going to be any better – uh, then you're kind of stuck with him. So he has to be at his best. There's just no way around that, in my opinion. There's not a, there's not a lot of players on this team that I would probably put above Brett Maher as far as somebody that has to be at their best. Like, you need your kicker to be at his best. It changes everything if he's not. I, I, I see the point. Um, <laughs> I see it, and you're, and, you're, and you're right. But if he's not at his best, then you go get the next guy and hope that he's at his best. And you can hope. just keep doing that. Yeah, but you're hoping like you're not. Yeah. That's not a strategy. No, hope's it's not, not a strategy. It's not. But I'm just saying. Hopium. But if but <laughs> if Cavante Turpin is is at his best, yeah, your field position is going to be off the charts. You're going to have some touchdowns, some punt returns, some kick returns. You're going to start at the forty. T- Teams are going to be scared of him. They're going to kick out of bounds on kickoffs. They're going to kick out of shank punts and stuff like that. So. 
I mean, it's it's a it's a closer than you think because if Cavante Turpin is at his best, like that is a weapon that we were not expecting. To yeah, have. that's great. But even if you're starting at the forty and then you stall at the twenty because you had a holding call, and now you're relying on who your kicker to get you three points. Like there are there are. I had visions. Of, I had visions of bringing the ball up the field and then missing a field goal. Right. Like that's <laughs> yeah. that's what you got to worry again. about. Read the actual who, ver- who verbiage need, of the question. Who needs to be the best? The best or his best? Because where are you going with this? Well, I'm I'm, I'm pulling up Brett Maher's stats. The best he's ever done. Like, what's the best for him? Seventy-two percent field goal kicking. I, you know is it? I, well, I'm just <laughs> saying. I, I, all I'm saying is, is, and I'm not trying to skirt the, around the no, question. No. But like, is it like the best he can be? You are. Or, but don't or, worry or, about or, it. Are you, are, you, are you want him to be? <laughs> no, you absolutely are. are you're, but, on a, you're on a roll. No, Keep going. I, I'm just saying. Are, 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 are you saying I want him to be like Adam Vinatieri or whatever, where he just never misses and he's just yeah. the clutch kicker and all that, or like the best Tucker, yeah. like be yeah Tucker, or be yeah. his best form. Like his best form, is he ever going to be better than like an eighty? I don't know what he is. I'm I'm looking right now, but um, his full, you know. His, yeah, and it, you it want could, points or field position? But, over but there. hold on, like the <laughs> same thing. His the career seventy seven percent can be applied to Turpin. Turpin. Obviously, we haven't seen as much from him or to kind of determine exactly right. what he's gonna be. But you can't expect him to return the ball that good every single time or that often. I mean, you're making that face like yes, no, 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 but but <laughs> realistically, that's not, not very. King, Kings, I mean, teams can keep the ball out of his hand. They just have to they have to give up a little bit to that do helps that. You. Yeah, but yeah. but that yeah. helps you. Gives you an extra five or ten yards because yeah. maybe they're kicking out of bounds versus you know versus punting it directly yeah. to him, or they're kicking it out of the end zone and you don't get a chance, and that doesn't hurt them. So right. either way, my point is, I still I need my kicker. You've seen how it is in seasons where the kicker is a problem. Yeah. It changes everything you think about offensively and defensively, how you want to run your team. Well, to Nick's point, if you think enough of this defense, you're going to make them punt a lot. A lot. And all of a sudden now it helps Ambar's guy with uh, the quarterback there with field position and stuff like that. So, I mean, I hate having a bad kicker. Yeah. I've been on teams with bad kickers. It's the worst. It, it does suck. Yeah. It does suck. Worst. But I've also been on teams where – my returner won the Super Bowl MVP, you know, where that where they made that. How much was the of kicker it. that year? Uh, Chris Jackie was just kind of okay. Okay, yeah, but, He's but Brett Maher. But see, that's what I'm saying. And the MVP of the league, right? Brett MVP Maher. of the Super Bowl, Brett, but also MVP of the league. Didn't Brett Favre win it that year? Yeah, uh, that was '96. Yeah, kind of helps, right? Yeah. That helps. Yeah. It was back. That kind of helps. Yeah. <laughs> that number four uh, was winning the it MVP. Helps. Yeah, yeah, it kind of helps. But they probably didn't need field goals too often. But I'll say this though: I end a half. Into game, I want to see. Yeah, I'm fine with field goals 50 and above, but I don't know about. I mean, a 52 yarder is on a fourth down from your 35 yard line. I don't know if I want to kick that. I don't. I don't know if I want to try it because if yeah. I miss it, then I'm sitting at the 42 yard line. Other teams got the ball at the 42. I know anger will will over end punt it to the nine yard line, and I would rather do that. So I don't want to see a lot. I definitely don't want to see a lot of 60 yard field goals. I don't even think I want to see a lot of 50-yard attempts. So so this super leg that you've got out of Maher, that helps you on kickoffs for sure. I don't know if I want to see it a lot. And that's because the strength of the defense. Strength of the, is the defense, and I don't – I mean, he, we, we've just seen it. He doesn't – 60-yarders, I mean, he doesn't make those. 
and very often, very often, not not this year at least. And fifties, it just hit or miss. And you know, I, I think the safe play here is to you know, I mean, punt and go play defense. Yeah, I mean, I. I didn't like Tin Cup at the end of it when yeah. he kept he kept going for it like that. You know, I would have laid up and and you know won the U.S. Won Open. the U.S. Open, but yeah. you know, you right, we're gonna, know we're gonna go ahead and take about. our. I do know what okay. you're talking about. Not not specifically, but I know I Got get it. the reference. Uh, we're gonna take our final break. When we come back, we're gonna finish up on this game. We'll do that. Come right when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah's savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the Cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Back to the break. (laughs) Tonight, two straight hours on DallasCowboys.com. you got some digital streams going between... Six o'clock Central Time. You've got the Blue Carpet inaugural event, the Cowboys kickoff, kickoff event. Yep. event. I like calling it the Blue Carpet event, because but we're not going to have the Blue Carpet on there. Mostly, it's mostly the event itself. Though. Okay, all right. You'll have a carpet sponsor next year, I guarantee. Yeah, it. Oh, there was one this year. Oh, was there? Uh, yes, there yeah. was. Well, like a carpet company. Oh no no no, not that. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was that was the blockchain.com. The official carpet of the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. That was the blockchain.com. <laughs> Rolling through here, yeah. <laughs> carpet, yeah. And then at seven o'clock Central Time, it is the uh, third documentary for Deep Blue this year. Ninety one. It was yep. the chronicles of the nineteen ninety one season. Wow. The season that launched 
the dynasty, a lot of things happening there in 91. And the and I'm telling you this, I've seen a few segments of it. It is, if you like highlights, if you like some really good behind-the-scenes shots, this this documentary is really good. Yeah, so I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Can't wait to see it. I've already, I've already previewed it, but really, really good. God, I'd hope really so. Really good. I <laughs> know, right? Yeah. That'd be a little, little dangerous if the I had not. The rest of us need to watch. Yeah, yeah it'll be good, Sometimes. though. Definitely good. So. There have been times it's been close. Yeah. There's definitely been times we cut it kind of close. And but. you've stood up there and they've handed you awards for it, too, haven't they? <laughs> it happens. It does happen sometimes like that. It does. All right. Appreciate you guys. Uh, let's let's jump back in. I let's jump back in. you were into the show. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Let's jump back in. Like it. it had an indie-type feel. Sorry. Like. <laughs> Sorry if I gave you the wrong impression. Uh, Brian. Got it. Let's go. Uh, we're playing a game called Who Needs to Be the Best? And uh, Amber, I'll go back with you on this one. How about this one? Jake Ferguson or Quentin Bohana? Oh. Hmm. Oh. Getting in there now. Hmm. It's a big That's time. A... This big time show. We don't jerk around here. <laughs> okay, but all right, we got Micah. We got Demarcus Lawrence doing his thing in mm-hmm. there. We got other people in. The, um, you know what? I'm gonna go with Jake Ferguson. Okay. Um, I like what I've seen from him so far, and I think he can definitely take a step up. Uh, into the season, regular season. He is someone that definitely the Cowboys like. I mean, obviously they like, but the way that I've seen certain interaction, like Mike McCarthy loves the guy. Yeah. Loves him. Even and I was when I was doing sidelines this last game, even on plays Bragger. that it wasn't him catching the <laughs> ball or anything like that. Like yeah. he would get like he would get his cheer just for like whatever blocking he was doing right. in the game. So I think that he's a guy that they're going to need help because you can't just fully rely on Dalton Schultz all the time. So I think he definitely needs to be his best at the tight end position. Boss? You know, I go with Ferguson too, but the reason why I do is because I think there are bigger implications here. Um, he has an opportunity to to really kind of step into that starting role. Cowboys going to have to figure out what they want to do with Schultz next year uh, because obviously they they franchise him this year. Catches they this probably won't do that again next year. But even yeah. even if that no, even I, if I he know. has 100, like this is an opportunity for him to give the Cowboys options. Yeah. And so if you're thinking about it from the Cowboys standpoint, I would think if I'm the front office, I'm looking at this saying I'm hoping that Ferguson is at his best because that gives me a lot more negotiating power. I might still do a deal with Schultz, but I got negotiating power now because I'm like Hey, if you, if you need to leave and go somewhere else, I get it, mm. but I'd like to have you back. That's a lot different than I, I need you back. I might tag him one more time. Yeah, maybe. Depends on depends on what you get from Ferguson. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I agree with both y'all, and I do it maybe a, a little bit differently as well, is that if, if he is not at his best, now I'm asking Peyton Hendershot to be at his best. If Bohanna's not at mm. his best, I'm asking Osa and Gallimore and Tristan Hill and and maybe even Carlos Watkins back from the practice squad. I got I got options there mm-hmm. if Bohanna isn't there, but I need that second tight end because it makes your offense a lot more versatile to play 12 package. Like your answers, I, I thought I could draw you guys off sides with Bohanna in that middle and the, the run game. Look, I love Bohanna, man. Yeah, I love Bohanna, and I, I really hope that he has uh, a good year because I think he can give them something that they don't really have in some of those other guys and just his big body. Yeah, and I I'm, think there's there's some value there. And, and I think for me, I'm answering this question as the best version of themselves. And so the best that I've seen Bohanna, like not the best defensive tackle. Like I'm, I'm not saying he's going to be war. You know, like if he's if he's Warren Sapp, if he's the best defensive tackle you've ever seen, 
okay, well, that, that changes Take things it, yeah. a little bit. But, I, I mean, I think the best that they can be, you know, like, like you know, from the Army standpoint, I think, you know. <laughs> <laughs> old commercials, yeah. Old commercials. Uh, no, I, I, it's a good one, though, because, I mean, Bohanna has been playing, you know, really well. Yeah. Like, it's kind of been a quiet thing. Like, he's actually ahead of, I think he's ahead of Gallimore. Really? I think so. There was some talk about that. You know, there was reasons that Gallimore was maybe playing a little bit later in some of the games. Mm-hmm. People were whispering about mm, maybe not had one of the best off seasons that he's yeah. ever had. So, all right, the last one I got for you guys: Terrence Steele or Jaron Curse. Uh, I I I'll I'll go with Terrence Steele. I need. Uh... You know, I mean, I mean, that's the guy that Dak is looking at. You know, if he gets beat, that's it comes right there uh, in front of his face. Um, you know, and, and also I think they can run the ball and be powerful. If if you have weak link there, um, it's tough to figure out because then you got to get Andy Ferguson's got to be good at the to chip and be there and help out and all that stuff. Curse, I thought. You know they they'll they're deep at safety. They're deep at you know linebacker. I think that Dan Quinn will figure out if he's not at his best. But man, I need Terrence Steele to be at his best. Once again, about replacement, I don't have very many options at no. tackle. And uh, and quite frankly, you look at last year. You talked about Zeke. They they did well while he was healthy. The other part to that was when the offensive line played well last yeah. year. They were doing well. That second part of the season where things started kind of falling off the tracks. A lot of that was because the offensive line yeah. just wasn't playing up to par. So. I need my offensive linemen to be at their best. And that's really one through five. I need all of them to be at their best because if not, I think that that can derail this team more than any other position right now the way I look at it. And, and uh, yeah, I agree with everything you guys said. And But <laughs> there's just no other – like I cannot pick offense over defense. Like on defense, you take any guy. I just feel like they will be able to just make it work and get through. On offense th- – no, no, not at all. I still, even with the guys that they currently have, I'm like, I still have a lot of doubts right now. So, again, Terrence still, yes, we know all the issues on the O-line, but on defense, any guy, I just think that they'll make it work. Quickly, before we get out of here then, power rank your five offensive linemen. Um, right now, at... at- yeah. 11, 18 yeah. uh, a.m. And you, and you don't have Peters. You don't have Peters. You don't have Peters. But power rank your five offensive linemen right now. Jeez. I'll start with one. Um, yeah. Zach Martin. I'll let, I'll let y'all go. I, 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 I'll <laughs> See, lay I out. Actually, I was actually going to allow you guys the opportunity to talk. I was going to say Derek Zach was Martin and let you guys go. Close like, the show. I try to try to give you guys opportunities. Uh, as, as far as uh, comfort. One to five. Comfort, uh, just best player? One to five. Go. Just, just, the geez. guys. Ambar doesn't have any real confidence right now in the offense. Confidence. So I want to see how confident though she is. Zach, Zach Martin, Martin. Here we go. Watch Terrence this. Steele. Terrence Steele too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you say at two is going to be like a huh? Like that's just yeah. like what? Yeah. Terrence Steele. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is the show over yet? I mean, <laughs> we got music or anything? We no. got three minutes. Comp. Oh man. <laughs> Um, Stretch this out. Yeah, I just thought Peters had signed by then, so I could <laughs> I could maybe put him in. Uh, com- who am I more confident? I'm more confident about Connor, Connor McGovern. McGovern then Biad. No, I'm I, I'm I, this guy can play. Tyler Tyler Smith can play. Yeah, he's strong as an ox. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with him. And, and the reason why he's not going to be over McGovern is because I don't know where he's going to be just yet. I don't know where he is, where he's practicing, and all this stuff. But yeah. I'll say him for and be out fifth. I will say this based on what I saw this summer and uh, during the preseason. 
I may even say that right now I have McGovern ahead of Steele. I don't think Steele was great this this summer. Like there, And by the way, there have been other times in practices where I've been like, Steele didn't look good. And then he gets to games, and he, he somehow and he, figures out how to do it. So A lot of times, do you know why he didn't look good? Because yeah. 11's ripping around the right. end. Yeah, like yeah, absolutely. Like, absolutely. Yeah. So, so don't get me wrong, but I, I, I actually like McGovern a little bit okay. more than this I did is, a year ago. What do you got? What? Martin, Smith, McGovern, Steele, Biotish. Yep. That's how I would have gone. You got Tyler. See you next week. Okay. <laughs> hey, there's going to be a lot of times. There's going to be a lot of times if Tyler Smith's at left tackle, yeah. where the defensive end is going to, you know, do some kind of move, yeah. rip around him, and, and he's like, "Oh yeah," and then he's going to push it out. him. Put back. them paws on him. He's going to push him back yep. to the line uh, to the ref back there. Yep. Uh, happened to Ebenezer Ekibon for years, yeah. but uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, just a quick move around the edge. He's like, yeah. "I got him." He's like, "Not yet." Yeah. Watch this. Yeah. yeah. All right. Appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back uh, next week. We'll be on. We start our regular shows uh, every day, starting next Tuesday. Tuesday. We'll be on at Tuesday, and uh, haven't finalized the time. We're thinking it's probably going to be around eleven. Haven't finalized that. We're waiting to see when our press conferences and our practice will be. Uh, But we'll let you guys know as soon as (laughs) soon as Mike figures it out and lets us know. Then we'll figure it out and let you know. All right. We appreciate you joining us. Till next week for Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Amber Garcia. I am Derek Eagleton. This has been the break live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!